And we're going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode of the High Button Podcast is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. The latest ProLine offer is here. You can earn up to $50 in tokens until December 4th. Spend the amount of $25 or more on a single wager at ProLineStadium.com from November 14th to December 4th and receive a $10 token that can be used on ProLine Soccer. For a total of $10 tokens can be earned during the promotion period, okay? That's up to $50 towards ProLine Soccer. Tokens earned must be used by November 30th. Bet on ProLine all season long at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app. Please play responsibly. Must be 19 years of age or older. Welcome back, folks, to the High Button Podcast. I hope everyone had a great weekend uh, doing whatever you do. I know Christmas is around the corner. You're on the, the the radio driving around. You start to hear that Michael Buble album. You start to hear that Mariah Carey album. You start to look at the TV guide and maybe you'll see a little bit of Home Alone, Home Alone 2, The Grinch, whatever it may be. They're putting Christmas in our faces and there's really nothing we can do. We can't hide from it. It's here. The trees are out. As soon as the trees are out in front of you know, Canadian Tire, They got, I think they have trees in front of Sobeys, they have a little tree stain in front of my house, that's when you start to get the, the feel for Christmas and uh, and everything coming around, especially with the World Juniors coming to Halifax uh, this winter, Moncton as well. I have a feeling it's going to be a pretty special Christmas for the average hockey fan out there in this part of the world. It's going to be exciting uh, here at the company that we like to call High Button Sports. We're busier than ever, no complaints, uh, streaming left, right, center, uh, we're traveling now more than ever. Uh, what else is going on? We have a lot of mic'd up videos scheduled. Uh, the Halifax Thunderbirds are back. Uh, the list goes on and on of, of things that uh, that we're involved in, and these are the moments that uh, these are the moments you're really thankful for. The the work is a lot, but you know you never pray for the work to end because when you want it to end and you complain about being too tired, whatever it is, that work will go away. So the days where we're tired and the days you want to take a rest and, and maybe sit down and, and do what you have to do to get your head right, you almost have to fight through those moments and keep working, keep battling, and keep creating uh, content. So we have this company uh, afloat for many years to come. So that's where our head is at. We're excited for everything that's about to come over this next month, December, uh, January as well is going to be crazy. Um, but yeah, so today on the High Button Podcast, we have Chris Larson. Chris, Chris Larson and I met... Geez, maybe three, four years ago, uh, 2019, maybe 2020, uh, right before the pandemic for uh, the Men's AUSU Sports National Hockey Championship. And he runs a company called Sport Entertainment Atlantic. Our companies align very similarly, early Monday morning here. Uh, but they do events. They they run so many events. They're busier than ever. During the pandemic, they took a, a little bit of a hit, obviously, because live sporting events uh, were non-existent. But now that the pandemic has taken a backseat, Chris is busier uh, now more than ever. We had a great chat the other day, and uh, I know he's planning a lot right now uh, for the March Madness uh, Men's AUS U Sports National Basketball Championship. The list goes on and on of things uh, that Chris is dealing with right now in order to put on world-class events in this part of the world. So I'm excited to talk to Chris. It's going to be a great episode. I hope that you guys enjoy. I'm Justin. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. Mr. Larson, one of my most favorite favorite guests to have on the show. Easy conversations with you, and we uh, were kind of in the same business, so the conversation always flows easily. Welcome back. Mr. Larson, how are you? I'm really well, Justin. Thank you for the opportunity to be back. You're good for my ego. Thanks for the <laughs> for, for pumping my tires here uh, on a Monday morning. You're always a, a good name drop for me. Every time I'm in a conversation with someone in the athletic world and anything gets brought up with uh, an event or maybe, you know, maybe just something in regards to hockey, I go, oh, do you know Mr. Larson? And 100% of the time, it's, oh, my God, Chris, oh, my God, yes. And then it's just a great way. It happened yesterday, actually. So you're always like a great name drop to, to throw in there and 
glue everyone together. I love it. It's probably a sign of getting older. No, what are you talking <laughs> about? Guys, you're, you're running events, world-class events. you got all the energy in the world over here. Yeah, no kidding. You, would, you know who I mean when I say Rick Bonus, And, of course, he gets accolades left, right, and center about the record that he holds for the most games coached in the NHL and all. He says that just means you're getting older. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I'll, I'll never forget that uh, the day you introduced me to Bones. Uh, very grateful for that and looking to see what he's doing in Winnipeg right now. It's very cool. Yeah, it's nice to see that he's had an impact. He's 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 dealt with some health issues, and he's been very uh, candid about it. Right? He's he's had a bad bout with COVID. He's missed altogether maybe eight games um, uh, so far, but the team has responded well. And as usual, uh, teams respond well to Rick Bonus' leadership. I remember there was a conversation with Tyler Sagan back when Bones was in Dallas, and Tyler had nothing but great things to say about him. And I know I've never met him before, but when you introduced me to him two, almost three years ago now, yeah, pre-COVID maybe. You know, within a minute, I felt like I've known this guy for my whole life. It was a cool experience. Yeah, no, he's a very special human being, and uh, you you will not find anybody in the world of hockey, or probably in in the world anywhere, but particularly in the world of hockey that would have a uh, a bad thing to say about Rick Bonus. Mm-hmm. It's held in such high regard. We just got to get him back on the East Coast so we can watch the games. Those uh-huh. Winnipeg, they're on too late. I can't watch. I can't stay up that late. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the in the live of bi- uh, live event business, uh, things are back. Things are happening. The pandemic's kind of taking a back seat. Knock on wood. Um, I know you you just got back from New Brunswick. You were there up there mm. last week. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We, we we're seeing a um, a recovery in the in, in the industry, if I can put it that way. We're definitely seeing that uh, the fan and fandom in general is uh, actually uh, looking for opportunities to become social again, to gather again, to go and do the things that they used to love to do so much, go to games, go to events, go to concerts, just just to go out, just to gather. Uh, it's, it runs so contrary to our human nature to not be able to gather socially. That's, that's who we are as human beings. It's so intrinsic to us. So... COVID took that away for, you know, best part of two and a half years in terms of the event business. Uh, so it's not as surprising to see that that kind of pent-up surge is coming out now. Uh, good attendance numbers, for example, uh, here in Halifax with the Quebec uh, Major Junior Team, the Mooseheads are enjoying a blockbuster year uh, from an attendance standpoint. Good team helps, but 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 uh, I think the fan is anxious to re-engage again. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, the, the sell-through on World Junior ticket packages here in Halifax, that building's going to be full. Um, and so I think the fandom and, and the fan and the spectator are are excited to be able to do the things that they love doing, and that's being out, doing things, being with friends, being with family, being with coworkers, doing things socially again. What are some of your earliest memories of live events in Atlantic Canada? Uh, I think I was probably spoiled... Uh, right off the hop, particularly when I got into the business officially, is that uh, I had the opportunity, the privilege, and the honor to manage the 2003 World Junior Hockey Championship here in Halifax. And uh, that event stands on its own legs in, in the history of World Junior events in, in Canada. It catapulted the junior event to another stratosphere, and, and Hockey Canada would tell you that. Uh, so it's really kind of cool to see it back, uh, actually, on the 20th anniversary. Oh, is it the... Yeah, so it's 203, and this will be the mm. two, 2023. And I don't know that a lot of people have kind of done the math and figured out it's <laughs> this is the 20th uh, anniversary. And we're going to have some fun with the uh, you know the host committee and the folks that, that uh, really did all the work to, to, to make it magic 20 years ago and celebrate the return of it a bit. Absolutely. You know, I, I, that just clued in. It is the 20th anniversary, 2023. Where does time go? I don't know. I don't know. You were probably... Uh, what, a eight-year-old kid in the yeah. rink? I remember I was sitting, uh, I was having dinner with my dad and our neighbor, who was a hockey nut, came knocking on the door at six o'clock. And he goes, guess what? I didn't know what the World Juniors were back then, but guess what? The World Juniors are coming to Halifax. And I'm, I see the excitement in my dad's eyes. He's just, are you, how, are you, how do we get tickets? And I remember from that excitement of my neighbor and my dad just going nuts about this tournament called the World Juniors. That's where my excitement came in. But yeah, that's about right. Yeah, yeah, like eight years old, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it'll bring back a lot of fond memories to, uh, to a wide range of people here in Halifax for all the right reasons. Um, how was everything, uh, this summer with the, the Wanderers? I know with an outdoor event, 
the pandemic doesn't most people didn't think it would affect everything but from what i saw and i attended a couple games mm-hmm. it seemed like a very successful summer nate was there with the cup but yeah. it just seemed like a great great uh, a great year yeah you know what um you know nate's parade nate's uh so graciously bringing it to the grounds for that game wanders at the gate um didn't didn't have the an impact from covid this past summer uh, it uh, it, it didn't seem to be a factor, and we're obviously in the past couple of years it was. So I think there's a very vibrant example of what I was saying a moment ago, that the fan, the fandom, the soccer fan, the downtown event person, the person, uh, the guys and gals who just want to uh, have a chance to get out and socialize and gather. The Wanderers game on a Saturday afternoon is a perfect uh, is a perfect way to do so. And, and we saw the fan uh, respond to it, you know, very, very strong. The team... The team um, needs needs to become better, but the fan has been very patient. Yeah, you know, it's a it's it's a good sign that that was really you know when it came out of April into May, and you kind of wonder, what's are, are we going to see some impacts from COVID this summer? And Wanderers would be the example that didn't seem to it didn't seem to uh, make people shy away. It's interesting how the people around here just really want a good time like you said just have time with family friends co-workers it doesn't really matter you know like you said the product on the ice or the pitch or it does matter of mm-hmm. course but at the mm-hmm. end of the day people around here just want to be together yeah and they want to have stories and they want to share stories and they want to go out and they want to feel the energy of the city because yeah, you and i jeff you know as well when the energy of this city is buzzing yeah it's, it's pretty memorable special, pretty special place when downtown's alive we, we have a very we have always had a very unique downtown, but the way it's evolved and grown and our entertainment district and our and our restaurants, our pubs, our retail shopping, our destinations, our, our, our waterfront, mm. we're, we're in that world-class uh, category now. Yeah, so Halifax definitely has its big boy pants on Yeah. Um, in terms of being um, a, a venue, a locale where people know they can enjoy uh, – a really good time it's always been our dna but i think as uh, as the downtown has evolved it's gotten it's gotten better it, it'd be interesting i, I want to know what you have to say about this with our business model we've always flirted with the idea of going maybe to ontario in a couple years and just seeing what's up out there it's the biggest sports market in canada and there's a big part of me that fights against it because i think we're in the most interesting i, I want to use the word cool mm. market mm. in canada when it comes to sports What's your thought process on that w- w- with your business? Obviously, you guys do well in this part of the country, but what's your your thought on that? Yeah, it, yeah I, I suppose it's only human nature. You might look over, we'll try to look over the horizon, and see if the grass really is green or yeah. on the other side. Uh, my roots are Ontario. Um, uh, not to say that that, that pre- prejudice is the way I would feel about it at all, but. Um, uh, in our business model, there's really no need to expand that way. We're, we're looking for expansion into PEI and New Brunswick and um, continue to grow our uh, event business and our consulting business uh, within the maritime provinces, probably not even Newfoundland. Yeah. And and really have no... Jeff's going to keep making new what we're yeah, talking about. Sorry. It's <laughs> really having a... Yeah, if I'm mumbling or that too low, just kick me. Um and so we really have no uh, no plans or desire to go the other direction. That's not to say that other businesses or other enterprises or other uh, uh, organizations shouldn't look that way. But I, but I would suggest in today's uh, techno with today's technology, you don't have to be on the ground mm-hmm. anywhere. You can be wherever you want to be, and and your and your your reach can be global. With the power of the internet. Yeah. 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 So uh, we're we're. Uh, we're cautiously bullish about 2023. We start with final eight in early March, which is a great property to, from a business stand standpoint, to start our, our business year. Uh, we're planning to do more rugby. We're planning to do more amateur soccer. We're uh, planning to bring back beach volleyball into downtown Halifax, international uh, professional beach volleyball, uh, which has had a, a which is, there's been a, 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 a period of time when we didn't have it in place. Uh, COVID got in the way, getting into the soccer business kind of occupied things for a while. Mm. But we're very anxious to bring uh, beach volleyball back to, to downtown uh, downtown Halifax. We, professional golf is oh, yeah. still very much in our world um, over in PEI. 
um, we're looking for opportunities in Moncton. I think we'll we'll have uh, developed some there. Um, the city of Moncton now has uh, an organization uh, called Events Moncton, mm-hmm. whose responsibility it is to attract uh, events to that city. And they've had a bit of a dry spell. Uh, they had a great run for a number of years. They punched way above their weight for a long time. When you think about Rolling Stone concerts and U2 concerts and memorable moments, yeah, yeah. Memorial Cups and all of that, uh, it went dry for them for a while. And now, now they're refocusing and we're going to work with them to help them bring them some, uh, some events that can get Moncton moving again, um, in, in, in the event business. So, we, you know, when we look at our 2023 um, business plan, um, we feel we feel that if everything can hold together from a health societal health standpoint, uh, that, that it's going to be a good year. People are going to have fans and spectators, and are going to have lots of opportunities to you know, congregate and gather and have some fun. Yeah, make some more memories once again. Make some more memories. I like it. Make some more memories. Uh, with the final eight uh, men's basketball championship coming in March. The planning, I'm assuming, obviously, is starting now. Everything's getting ramped up. Talk about some of the things that you're working on f- yeah. four, four months out. Yeah. Around yeah, there, yeah. Four months, yeah. Four months out. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a very unique year for a final eight championship, and, and, and maybe I'll just step back a little bit and provide even a bit of context uh, around it. Um, Halifax has uh, an outstanding uh, history hosting final eights. Um, Next March, when, when the tournament tips off, will be the 36th time the city has hosted the Final Eight Men's Basketball Championship. Um, and, and no other city is even close. No other, no other city would have five or six wow. total hosting occasions. It was here at one point in time, 24 years in a row, um, <laughs> which is mind-boggling. What is it about Halifax that... What, like what? Well, Final Eight made, made Halifax a basketball town. Uh, it didn't happen overnight, but there is a very loyal, uh, very keen, enthusiastic university basketball community in Halifax, in Nova Scotia, and in the Maritimes. Um, and it's celebrated every March with the AUS Championship, which is uh, a significant tournament in its own right. And then the years that we're able to bring Final Eight in after it, it just is like the icing on the cake. But to, but to go back 36 years, the first one of these tournaments was held in 1965. Um, and it was held in the gym at St. Mary's University, which they used to call the pit. You can imagine what, the, what an old university gym would look like. It's not the one that they're in now. No, no, that's no. Not. This is the, the facility on campus uh, that kind of looks like a church. Okay. Over at St. Mary's. Across, across from the football field. Anyway, uh, in 1965, Acadia won the men's national basketball championship, and their captain was a young man from New York City by the name of Steve Konchalski, who went on to coach St. of X for 49 years, rack up 919 wins, get put into every and any basketball hall of fame you can think of, and truly is probably the most iconic basketball person in Canada, period, full stop. And it all started here um, in, in the Maritimes. He graduated from Acadia, did his law degree at Dell, found his way to Antigonish and started coaching the St. of X men's basketball team. 49 years later, uh, when he chose to retire, it was in the middle of COVID and it wasn't, you know, there wasn't the opportunity to honor him in the way he should, should be recognized for such a, just an unbelievable career and a stature in the game. Um, and so St. of X is the host school this year, by the way. Um, so they are using, they are using this opportunity for a number of things. They will do, um, what's fitting and right and, and honor and salute coach K. Uh, he's the honorary chair of the tournament. There'll be a number of, uh, uh, activities during tournament week that, um, that, uh, focus on coach K, um, including, uh, his three national championship teams 1993 2001 and 2002 those three championship teams are having full-on reunions that's good honor of coach k everybody had ever played for him and think about it 49 years was invited back <laughs> that's the only way we had him on the show is uh who, who was the gentleman we had on Del? yeah and he reached out and 
he said anything for my players. And next thing you know, Coach K is sitting in your seat. I know, and yeah. it, you know, you've had that experience to hear him, to fe- to feel him, to feel yeah. the passion uh, that this man had and has still uh, for the game of basketball and for and for young young uh, men who play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and come from other countries and other parts of the world to come here and make them feel welcome. Mr. Bell said that about Coach K. Was He was experiencing other players come from just the most far corners of the country, of the world, excuse me, to come to St. of X. Right. And he just said that he had the ability to make people feel comfortable, whether it was inviting them over for dinner, oh, yeah. whether it was driving them to school in the middle of a snowstorm in January. You know, yeah. he just had his way of making sure people felt comfortable to perform well to play basketball. It was and, and cool. you know, he raised a good point with his reach. Uh, his 2001 and 2002 back-to-back national championship teams, the only, only school that seems to do that these days is Carlton. Um, uh, the, the two Ryerson boy over here. He's <laughs> no, a little, yeah. Probably a little sour, is he? <laughs> um, uh, but those teams uh, featured two uh, dominant players from the Congo. Yes. Two yes. big men. Uh, that literally dominated, uh, and, and the reason why—I mean, they were great support casts. But really, the reason they they won back-to-back national championship was how did these two young players from the Con- I don't know the answer to the question, but how did these two young players from the Congo find their way to Antigua, Nova Scotia? Right. Um, there's probably a story there. It, well, they were over at the World Basketball. Coach K was at the World Basketball Coaching Championship, Canada. coaching Canada, and they were playing against Congo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then that's kind of how it. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I think he coached the national team seven years or something like that, assistant coach. Coach Steve Nash? Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, the opportunity to salute and celebrate uh, Coach K's career is going to be a big part of the Final Eight Championship this year, those reunions. It just happens to be also the 50th anniversary of St. Mary's, whether they're playing in it or not remains to be seen but of St. Mary's winning a national championship in 1973. So they've taken it upon themselves to organize a reunion because final eights in Halifax and, and they have virtually everybody from their team coming back. I don't think there's, I don't believe there's been anybody deceased on the team. So I mm. think they're having everybody back. So that'll be woven into to the celebration when, when we're staging final eight here. So uh, really a, a, a very celebratory kind of feel around uh, the tournament, notwithstanding the great play that's going to be on on the court, Saint X obviously is the host school and and has their their place uh, guaranteed already. Although they're nine and one right now, are they? Yeah, very strong. Um, and then AUS does get another team in the tournament, mm-hmm. um, and that'll be figured out when the AUS championship has its uh, has its tournament, but. You know, Dal's been successful coming out of that uh, the last several years. So not to say it's going to be Dal, but, um, um, you know, we'll see how that plays out. So lots of lots of very, very exciting basketball, literally on the heels two weeks after the AUS championship. We roll into town with the final eight men's basketball championship. Sorry, so what's before, sorry? The AUS, the local conference, has its oh, own So term. it's just back-to-back. Well, there's a two-week gap in there, but yeah. Time yeah. flies, though, Chris. Oh, yeah. You're not even going to see two weeks. It'll blink and you'll be there. Well, this event this year is uh, 10, 11, 12 of March, which is very early. It's normally, we've, we've hosted it three other times, uh, managed it three other times since uh, 2017, 18, and 19. This is actually the, the 2021 Final Eight Men's Basketball Championship. Oh, is it? Okay. Kicked down the road for two years. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the University Cup was kicked down the road for two years, and then, then they had to move to Acadia. Um. Anyway, so this is the 2021 <laughs> Final Eight Men's Basketball Championship being staged in 2023. Um, so, yeah, normally this tournament is much later in the month. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not quite sure why it's so early this time around. Um, but it, it does it does shorten the uh, – it does compress the planning period. I we're, bet. Yeah, we're into it. Has uh, the Scotiabank Center been really accommodating with everything? Yeah, you know what? And, and they are. They're great mm-hmm. partners. We've been obviously staging national championships in there since 2015 when we started with hockey. Um, you know, just to, to wander back there from a 2015, the host school was St. of X. We get blindsided by a major blizzard on Saturday night, um, but nonetheless played it out on Sunday. Um, Alberta won. 
Um, they beat UNB in the gold medal game in the 2016. Reason I'm telling that backstory is 2016. If you all remember, that's when we had those ridiculously long overtime games, triple overtime periods, and more. And we ended up with Saint of X and UNB in the gold medal game on Sunday, and you couldn't you couldn't fit another person into the building. And, and as a matter of fact, set the all-time U Sports, CIS, CIAU, whatever whatever you wish to call it, uh, attendance record for any championship. No uh, way. Yeah, way more than any Vanier Cup. Or, there was 43,513 people that watched university hockey in 2016. Yeah, so that's the power of having a, a, an AUS school, an Atlantic school, play Sunday. Yeah. It's been a while in basketball since an AUS team played on Sunday. And, you know, you, you can't write the future. No. But Saint Alex looks strong. Dal looks strong. So hopefully we can get somebody through Sunday and have those magical moments again. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we want to give everyone at home uh, an opportunity to experience these magical moments um, with a contest. High Button Sports and Sea uh, Atlantic Sport Entertainment Atlantic want to give you an opportunity to go watch some of this magic. Okay, it's called the Final Eight. Uh, is back contest we're going to give four tickets in total out we're going to have a contest on facebook and we're going to have a contest on instagram uh to enter it's pretty simple all you have to do is follow uh high button sports and as well sport entertainment at sport entertainment atlantic you have to share the post and you have to tag a friend that you will be going uh to these games with uh, the value for these tickets are $125 for the whole event, so it's a total of $250 uh, for all four tickets. You will not want to miss these games. I'm telling you right now, we're going to be there uh, covering it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're going to host this contest January, December 5th to 9th next week, and we'll make sure we get all the info out to you. Am I missing anything? No, I, I love it. I love the Finally This Back contest. I love the idea that we're able to work with you and your uh your podcast uh, listeners to give them an opportunity. Uh, these ticket packages are each one of them is for all 11 games and they're lower bowl at Scotiabank center and what we call lower bowl premium. So they're, they're, they're right at center court uh, going left, right a little bit, um, but within the end lines of the basketball court themselves. So they're premium seats. There's uh, two ticket packages for each one of those contests. So like you say, $250 for uh, value for, for um, an Instagram contest and then a $250 value for a Facebook contest. So we're, we're excited to be working with, with High Button, with, with uh, you, uh, you know, with you, Justin and Jeff, to, to bring this to life. Um, you know, when you look at the history of this tournament, you look at the legacy that it's had, and you look at what's going to be celebrated this year with Coach K. He's been on your show in the past. Um, we're just really, really happy to be able to, to, to work together with you to bring this to your to your listeners. So uh, we encourage uh, folks to do what it takes to get in into the into the hat, put your name in the hat, and uh, we'll be more than more than happy to welcome you into Scotiabank Center for uh, some great basketball. Absolutely. And if you win one of these packages, you know you can tag and bring a friend, so to speak. But there's 11 games in a package, so lots of opportunity to move tickets around to other friends. Mm-hmm. We don't really think anybody's going to go to 11 games in three days. <laughs> it's a lot of basketball. <laughs> yeah, so you, you share them around, but uh, you could be the most popular guy in the street. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. No, the, these events are great. I remember going to them uh, when I was in university, and I had friends I went to high school with that ended up going to St. Evex, that ended up going to Acadia, and you got to go see them. It, uh, it, it was really a big treat because growing up, I just went to hockey games, but this was always the, the spectacle of basketball when it came to Atlantic Canada and to be able to go see them and the energy. And that's probably the first time I really found out that Nova Scotia, Atlantic Canada, however you want to put it, is a basketball Yeah province yeah people were going nuts yeah people people were absolutely going crazy for these games and i hope uh, i hope that uh, it's the same energy this year i know it will be it's going to be yeah. awesome yeah no we're uh, we, we feel exactly the same way and, and not to try to kind of say write the future but if by chance the uh, championship game on that sunday afternoon is two schools that are not from the local mm-hmm. conference wherever they may be from there will still be the better part of 5,000 people at Scotiabank Center to watch the national championship. And that's the true pedigree of the fact that there's a basketball community here. Mm-hmm. If there's a local team, the rink will be full. But there, it still is a tribute to how deep and loyal the basketball fan here is. It hasn't translated itself all that well to the professional game. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think those who tried to put professional basketball in, Hawk, in uh, Halifax assumed that because there was a strong university market, that there was a strong, there was going to be a strong professional market. One and one didn't add up to be two there. <laughs> Um, because the, the basketball marketplace is definitely still there, um, so we're we're excited. This is uh, this is a chance to you know finish, uh, take care of some unfinished business from 2021. We never really had a chance to even get started on 2021 because we were still in the depths of sanctions. I don't think we even had a host committee organizing meeting for 2021. We just kept moving it down the road. In 2022, we knew we were doing hockey, so uh, University Cup hockey. So we knew we knew basketball was going to be yet another year, right? Yeah. Uh, we'll get this uh, we'll get this one taken care of and see what the future holds. I know that there's uh, there's family tradition in this tournament. I know of people that go to these games that maybe don't even know anyone that's playing that just go every year and they yep. bring their kids, their yep. grandchildren. I, yep. I I'm just I have friends that I grew up with and. I'd ask them on a random, you know, like three, four, five years ago, whatever it was, what are you doing tonight? It's, oh, I'm going to the AUS Sports National Championship game with my dad and my cousin. It's like, yeah. oh, so there's tradition in it. There it's been is. around for years, like there you is. said. So th- there's always that. Yeah, there's there's no question about that. I'd, I'd give you an example. Um, uh, over in Prince Edward Island, the Conley family, it's a large large family. Um with some of the some of the brothers in the family have deep basketball roots. One one of the brothers was actually coach at UPI. Okay, but they are big big basketball fans. The whole the whole uh, family. Um, but in particular, Steve and Marg Conley. I'll shout out their name. Um, and their their two daughters, Tracy and Kelly Conley, and their son Shane. So five Conleys would come religiously to both the AOS championship, and then go home for the week. Yeah, and then come back. For the final eight championship, whether UPI, I don't think UPI. Well, they might have played in the AUS championship tournament, but they, I don't think they ever made it to the to the national tournament. Okay. But these are loyal, loyal university basketball fans who come from PI, and they'll be here again next March. There's absolutely no question. That's awesome. Yeah. So that gives you gives, gives you that sense of what you were referring to, Justin. The the tradition. It's uh, you know down south. It's called March Madness. I like to call our version Maritime Madness. <laughs> I like that. Right. Maritime Madness. Yeah. That lines up. It does line up, yeah. So uh, we'll create our own uh, memories around Maritime Magic this year and uh, looking forward to uh, some of your listeners having the opportunity to win their way into the Scotiabank Center to watch it. Yeah, we're excited to do the contest, see what we get for attraction, get people uh, get people going and get the buzz out there. Yeah, and if people do want to buy tickets, that very strange <coughs> phenomenon I'm calling buying tickets as opposed to winning them. Uh, that's readily uh, readily available uh, through online or phone at the uh, Ticket Atlantic box office, which is in Scotiabank Center. You know, our most expensive package is one hundred twenty five dollars, um, which is which is really really good value for eleven games. Um, yeah, that's incredible value. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so price shouldn't be a barrier to to uh, wanting to get out and, and enjoy this competition. I'm going to let you in on a secret. The, one of the reasons why I started this company was I knew I'd never be a professional athlete. I knew I'd never go really far with anything. And I love being able to compete against athletes who are still in top peak. We had a game of pig with the, what was the old, old basketball team that was here? The, the Rain Man? The Rain Man? Rain. And we had a game of uh, pig with one of their best players. And I just kind of weaseled my way in because, you know, oh, it's high button sports. Like, we'll film, we'll do it. So if we can make a game of pig happen with the top player for St. of X, I'd love if we could there somehow make that there happen. Well, <laughs> just got to compete. One of the things we will do is we'll check out your basketball talent. Yes. We, every, during tournament week, we always stage a, kind of a media all-star uh, pickup game at Scotiabank Center. Okay. So we'll check out your uh, your court skills. Yeah, I love that. you got to have like a semi-celebrity game. That's how you got to oh, do get, it. Is. Get the, is that what it is? Yeah, get the mayor uh, in there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he'd be, a, he'd be a, a defensive force. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Tough, big body. Got to get around him. Yeah. So it's always been a, bu- a bunch of fun. Uh, our sponsors and our, you know, you get some of the media folks in town. We get them out and they, they play a little game of pickup and, we might have a, a beer and a piece of pizza after and that never just hurt. have some fun. Never hurt. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to it. I wanted to talk to you about uh, UNB head coach, the Lady Bing. Uh, 
for winning. Oh, for, I'm blanking on his name. I'm going to edit this Gardner. part out. Gardner. Gardner McDougal. Yep. Gardner McDougal. I want to know if you remember this back. Uh, it was during the 2020 uh, men's championship, and all the coaches were lined up, mm-hmm. and it was a little press conference. Yep, and meet each, the coaches press conference. Correct. And all the coaches uh, just said, you know, we're really happy to be here. You, you know, the, the typical. And Gardner's at the very end. Do you remember his mm-hmm. speech and what yeah. he said and how he broke down every other coach's team? He did. Does that every year? I to this day, that's one of the most incredible memories I'll ever have of just a human being and how he dissected every team, talked about the coach personally, not in a negative way, no, in a no. positive way, no, no. but no. he set a tone in a room. I've never been in like a courtroom where someone was charged with murder, you know, nothing like. There, there was a, a, a an, an aura in the room that was so thick after he was done talking. Yeah. I'll never forget it to this day. And then for him, just to kind of take a couple months off and go win a Memorial Cup. For the Sea Dogs, this this human is just incredible. Yeah, and I don't know him personally. I, I'm assuming you have somewhat of yeah, a rapport with him. I do. What, what, what kind of a person is this? Because if you ask me from the outside looking in, he seems just like a world class individual. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you know what, guys? Um, Gardner McDougall is probably one of the most intriguing, unique people in sport. And okay, that, that's a broad, bold statement. Sports a big world. Um, but he, uh, what you saw him do at Meet the Coaches for the University Cup is very gracious, paying tribute and respect to his fellow coaches. Yeah, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, and that would be his motive. But um, um, he, he also has the ability to relate to his players in a way that most coaches just have never found that secret sauce. Okay. Um, He's become a tactician and a very knowledgeable hockey guy. He didn't play the game at any particular high level. Played a bit of soccer at St. of X from UPI or from PI. Um, so there's always been around the hockey world, the old boys, old school hockey world. Well, he didn't play as if that was uh, a knock. His body of work at UNB and now a Memorial Cup cannot be denied he's legitimately one of the best coaches in this country and therefore probably one of the best coaches in the world um and he chooses to ply his craft practice his craft from fredericton as head coach of unb um it's if he's not in a national championship it's like the world has stopped turning and last year for example at acadia at the university cup they lost that's a one and done tournament and they lost their first game and it was like the air came out of the building unb is out Right, this never happens. Um, but I wouldn't. What I would say is, I, if they find their way back to University Cup in twenty twenty three, which is at UPI in Charlottetown. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, I wouldn't want to draw them on the first game. <laughs> <laughs> Playing in coach's hometown, you better be ready to go. It's probably four or nothing right now, and you don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> whoever they draw, they're going to blow out because of what happened last year. Right? I mean. And that, uh, but he has this unique ability to relate to players. He, uh, he, um, he, he can motivate players in a way that's not just in the sports genre. He, he can motivate them to be better human beings, to be better students, to be better people in, in society. Um, he also is a world-class recruiter, and he ends up with, uh, obviously, the best blue-chip players in the country want to go to UNB. Because now he's developed a pathway that you can you can leave you can come out of you and be in, in American Hockey League, at the least, right? East Coast League for sure at the least, and you can be playing in the American League after you leave you and be and they're playing in Europe and a couple of guys have made it to the NHL. So uh, his his record, I'm not specifically answering your question, but your, his record is speaks for itself. He's truly a unique individual. I've had the chance to work very closely with him on two occasions. In 2001, he was an assistant coach. Um, no, I, I take that back. In 2007, on one occasion, I've had a chance to work very closely with him. Uh, he was an assistant coach on the World University Games team, which was all Atlantic Canadian players and staff. Uh, I had the unique pleasure of being the GM of that, and that tournament was in Torino. Okay. And Gardner was an assistant. Uh, head coach was Trevor Steinberg and Darren Burns was the other assistant. Yeah, from Acadia. From Acadia, yeah. yeah. And so to spend two weeks with Gardner in that very close, uh, competitive, high-intensity environment of playing in an international hockey tournament, 
um, I got to see I got to see how how Gardner can bring his magic to the table every day, um, and uh, you know we were fortunate to to beat Russia in the gold medal game three one, and uh, as we pile onto the ice, uh, Gardner came over and grabbed me and said, just started screaming and I was screaming too. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> we're world champs. We're world champs. We're world champs, right? So whenever we see one another around the phone, we're like, hey, world champ, how are you doing today? <laughs> that's awesome. But that's just how gracious the man is, right? Um, and then for him to be able to step in uh, into a very difficult situation in St. John, you know, taking a team that had an outstanding record, had won its last 15 games, and they make decide to make a coaching change uh, because they stumbled in the first round of their league playoffs. A very tough situation to come into, but there's only one guy that could have done it and won a cup and that's Gardner McDougal. He would have gone in and just created his own his own agenda, his own scenario with the players, right? Well yeah. well what you said, he he has a a tendency of connecting to these players, but how long would he have had to connect to the Sea Dogs? Six weeks. Unbelievable. Six like, weeks. I just I feel that wasn't talked about enough. No. no I just no. It, it is it is remarkable. It is it's remarkable. Could you imagine like a coach coming into your room and he's asking you to go to war for him and you don't even know the guy? Oh, yeah. What did Cam say? Uh, basically, he came into the room and just already Jeez. had the respect yeah. from his resume. Right. But still, it's it's as a 16 to 20 year old kid to command or to you know just have this guy come in the room and you got to work your ass off for him. It's it's not oh, as yeah. easy as it sounds. They, uh, they had six. They had six weeks. Um, and one of the things that benefited them, the Garden got them into shape like they never believed they could be in shape. Well, the other three teams arrived all beaten up, having come through the Q League playoffs, the Ontario League playoffs, and the Western, Western. League So they were fresh. They were they were in shape, and they were you know, obviously f wired to get going. And when they were when they after they won their first game, it was like, look out, right? Who's going to beat them? Mm -hmm. Nobody did. Oh, but, um, quite a quite a tribute to him, and he's and he he just has his ways. I mean, after a win, he'll go into the dressing. Room. I saw it. I saw it in Torino. And, you know, standing there looking, what's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> what was he doing? He's assistant coach, so he doesn't go in and try to take over the room. But he'll go in, and everybody knew he, we knew he was going to do it because he said, "It's all right if I do this." And he had four or five guys from UNB on that team as well, so they knew. Yeah. But none of the other players knew what Gardner does in the dressing room after a win, and he does the hokiest schoolyard. Hip hip hooray, hip, <laughs> hip hooray, hip hip hooray! Like a peewee team. Three cheers at the end of the win, and, the, and you could see the guys that hadn't knew, didn't know about it or had ever seen it before. Kind of, what's this all about? And then the guys from UNB they're laughing, right? They get into it. <laughs> so you have this big three cheers after you win a game, and it's as hokey as the schoolyard, but it works. <laughs> It works. Right? Who's going to knock him? He's a winner. He's a winner. That's what we're going to start doing, Jeff, here, after, after every podcast. And you'd, you'd probably be, um, you'd probably be t twisted with me for telling you the next one because after, after the gold medal game or after he wins a championship or after he wins a league title, he's got another, he's got another tradition in the dressing room. Um, and so Gardner's from uh, PEI, and he's a huge fan of, the, of, of horse racing, of the trotters. Okay. Um, and so, um, after we win the gold medal game, we beat Russia three one, as I mentioned a moment ago, which was we were just hanging on for dear life in the last ten minutes. Um, anyway, we win. We go back in the room. It's just chaos in the room, right? I mean, uh, these guys have just won a national, uh, a world championship for for their country. You know, it's pretty pretty special standing on the blue line. And when everybody says it that has that opportunity, and you hear your anthem, it's pretty special, uh, whether you played or not, right? Um, anyway, so we get back in the room and it gets quieted down and Garner does what he does anytime he wins a championship or a significant league champ or whatever. He calls the eighth race from the Summerside racetrack for the, for the harness race. He calls it from start to finish uh -huh. as if you were sitting there watching it. And the guys are just looking around. What's he? The UMB guys knew, right? <laughs> and by the end of it, of course, everybody's just hooting and hollering because he's got a horse race going down in the end. And it's, I don't know the name of the horses, but he's got he wins by a nose, right? It's just <laughs> he's got the, the newspaper. Hokey, he's just the hokiest the thing. But uh, that's how he creates his relationships with his players. He doesn't come at them in a traditional way. He comes at them in a very non-traditional way, right? 
Everybody kind of laughs. Oh, yeah, Gardner do the hip, hip, hooray. Or, oh, Gardner does the Summerside race call. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And he wins. And he doesn't care what anyone thinks about it. No. Nope. Just goes with it. He just goes with it, yeah. Probably one of the most thoroughly prepared coaches you could ever imagine. He, he works so hard. Um, and, 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 like, the day it's over, he's working on tomorrow before even that day's over. He's just... He deserves all the credit he's getting, and he probably deserves more credit. It's a good lesson for everyone listening, not even in sport, just in life. Yeah. It's just yeah. a good lesson. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever had a Gardner, uh, if you ever had a player from uh, that, that played for Gardner on your show, they, they could embellish many, many other Gardner stories. There's Gardnerisms, there's expressions, there's the ways he sets up a practice. There's It's just endless. Oh, yeah. Endless. In fact, you should get him on. Yeah, it, we, yeah he's, he's tough he, to he get would, it, but I'd love to. Yeah, He would do it. He would yeah. do it. Yeah, he's he'd be um, <laughs> he'd be something to listen to for an hour or so. I bet. Yeah, make my job easy. <laughs> just sit here and listen. Go for it, guys. Not all. Yeah, Have yeah, fun. yeah. That's awesome. Um, um, so, what's on the agenda for the rest of the week? Well, this week we're uh, continuing to push forward on uh, some some uh, finally planning, and uh, then I'm in PI next week because we we push forward on some planning for over there next next summer. I think we're going to do beach volleyball over in PI as well. So we'll okay. do a tournament in Halifax and a tournament in Charlottetown. And we have some other opportunities over there. So uh, the future looks uh, encouraging for us in 2023 in the event business. That's awesome. That makes me happy because that's good for our business too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. If you guys are doing well, we're doing well. <laughs> Lots of positive things to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I hear it. Okay, well, that's great. Is, uh, is is there anything else I should be bringing up before we wrap this up? I know you have so much to promote. <laughs> I feel for like I, I I don't I feel like we could be here for another hour. But if there's something more on the uh, forefront, yeah, no, uh, I really really do appreciate the opportunity to, to to again visit with you with you both. Um, second time, I think for sure, might even be the third. Second for sure. I want to before I got to interrupt you. The first time. I came to your office. Yes. And I remember I it was it was cold. I took the bus. I packed everything up. And I remember that was the day I go, I got Justin, I gotta get my own studio. I can't <laughs> be doing this anymore. I'm coming on the bus. I got wires hanging off of me. Just I got four bags. And that, that, that was the day. I, I go, do. Justin, I gotta set a home court here. I gotta get a studio. <laughs> but I'll never forget that that first episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is the third time. So very grateful for the opportunity to share some time with you guys again. Um I'm really a big fan of what you're doing. I really believe in what you're doing. Keep doing it. Keep pushing the envelope. You're bringing great content to uh, your podcast. Um, you know, uh, content that's worthwhile uh, enjoying and, and listening to and, and engaging with. The only thing I'd say on today's, um, to kind of wrap up today, is I really encourage folks to take part in the Final Eight is Back contest. Um, watch for the uh, for all the contest rules, I guess, that will uh, be coming up from you guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, make sure you enter to win. We'd love to welcome you into Scotiabank Center to see the best university basketball in the country. Awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait either. It's going to be a great year. Chris? Thank I you. I can't thank you enough for coming on. Likewise. It's it's my pre my pleasure and my privilege to be here. Awesome. Um, everyone listening, thank you very much once again for tuning in. Uh, I'm going to be putting out the contest December 5th to 9th. Make sure to look out for that on our Facebook page and Instagram. It's Monday. Work hard. Have fun. Hip, hip, hooray. All right? Hip, hip, hooray. We're out. Three cheers. <laughs>
So if someone could help me now, they'd help you too. They'd help you too. See you through all the hard things we've all gotta do. Cause this life is long, and so you wouldn't be wrong. Said some awful things and I take them back. If we would try again, I just remember when before we were lovers, I swear we were friends. So if someone could see me now, let them see you. Let them see you. 